0: Black and White Noise is delighted to present the long-awaited, by us anyway, part two of our interview with Stevie Crawford. We interviewed Stevie back in August 2018, with the intention of releasing part one immediately, which we did, and part two shortly afterwards, which… well, anyway. The next plan was to release the second part shortly into the new year, but for obvious reasons, this turned out to be a time of upheaval at the club, and it wasn't the best time. However, as I record this, the Pars have just won our fourth game in a row, with Stevie in his new role as head coach. What better time then, to hear more from Stevie Crawford. So, just
1: tell us your first steps in football. I know you are on S-forms at Dunfermline, but what was your first was youth club? Or, you know, where, where did you first start playing football? Uh, first youth club was...
2: Oakley Babes we were called, I'm <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> take a ribbon every time you ever say that, but Mum and Dad are from Oakley, right. uh, my grandparents were from Oakley, so Mining Village, um, and started 7 year old I was my first game at Aberdour, I um, think we were under 10s at that time, so it was tiny, there was two years at that, two years, 7 year old that went, and you know no, i still got the picture of the, that my grandad had on that day, so... I played with him right through, 7 year old right until I was 17, so I think we lost the Oakley Babes tag, uh, and it was Castle Bridge Colts.
1: Right, okay, that came that in mean, and
2: sponsored right. us, so, um, and then fish command come in, signed with Dunfermline as a nice one at 13, used to go up to Beagle Glen in school holidays and train up there. Um, and it was great, because yeah, I always remember going in, the Norries, and you know, Davey Moyes, big characters, Ian Westwaters, Ian McCall, Ray Farminghams and that, brilliant boys, brilliant boys that as a young schoolboy you're getting changed with the YTS at the time and, you know, always like, good team spirit with Dunfermline, Dunfermline teams, but it's great, you went the school holidays and went on for a week and you'd go with Jimmy Thompson and train with the, with the younger ones. Um,
1: Did you play in the BP
2: Scottish Cup one Mm. they were older? So I've been it was the following year, so I am 14 right, at this okay. stage, but we used to train, and I loved I actually loved it, and I think there's still, there's a bit of this missing from academies now in football, but I'm not going to bore you, but I think you looked at S form, you couldn't sign until you were 13 in the high school, and then you went to, maybe you could have five at 13th. Then mm-hmm. you would have only two boys at 14 year old that you thought, so of stepped up and then it got to under 16. If you stayed on at school, then went to the next one if the club wanted to retain you. Right. But what you done was, I always remember, I think you sort of got put into certain age groups, but Queen Anne on the Friday Night sticks in my mind. And we used to go up and it was boys of all age. So, mm-hmm. in a way, like when I was 13, 14, all right, the coaches must have done it in a way that you weren't getting physically hammered and that. Yeah, but yeah. you're having to deal with boys older than you. But these boys had a protection thing on you because you were seen as a dumb film player for the future. Okay. So they sort of looked after you and when I signed, and I was to fit in with the group, Jim Carter took me to, there was a space available, he took me over to uh, Germany. I always remember going on a trip and it was with your Chick McVickers and uh, Sean Strangs, Fergie, Sinke and all that. Mm-hmm. And it was a team that won the BP. They mm-hmm. came back but already I had a relationship with, with these guys and they were protective of you coming through, and what what I see now is when there's younger players, they're comfortable within their own age group, but like I can remember the boys telling me to work harder, I can remember and like, you know, you're not going to go away or think they're picking on me sort of thing, but mm-hmm. that it gave you a, a strength of character, yeah, yeah. and if they ever did, they end up on a wee chart and we get off his case, so they were man managing the situation as <laughs> well, and it's probably something that you of talk when you talk about football now, players don't really man-manage yourself, but they're not getting taught again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Coaches want to do it for them all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, I want you to do this. You've got to a session. Right, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. They very rarely get a chance when you see a coach that's brave enough to go, right, there's an area. Pick your own teams. Right, we're going to do that for... And see what created this and what boy's going to say, Like right, you do this and you do that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's lost from the game. I really do think it's lost from the game. Um, Then... When I was 16, I was staying on a fifth year at school and I fell behind in my higher English. We all know the story. of coming Christmas holidays and Jimmy Thompson trained well with him. And then, to be fair, Eamon Rowe was manager at the time and he just looked at us and said, physically, I can't see him being a professional football player for us. And yeah. at the time, he accepted decisions. Thankfully, at that time, I we was still playing with Castle Bridge week in, week out. and uh, Jason Deere and George Johnson had signed with Heath Rovers already. Okay. Jimmy coming on the way back to work at Ruthovers one day he was driving back down us on Thursday night or something. Watched one of their games and sees of one spot left. He wanted to come in, and that was it. That's how lucky I was. Aye. You know, if Jimmy had decided to go home for his dinner that night, <laughs> I, I don't know if he'd fallen out with Sue or that, but and that was it. That was I was I was what fortunate to get into. That's how fine a line it is that somebody was just on the way past and caught his eye. <laughs> Must have done a bad game. Aye. that night. <laughs> you, you always centre forward. Yeah, yep. I thought you
1: were um,
2: going to say that, but it's no. I'd always played th- through the m- the middle. Um, probably when I think back to Castle Bridge and that it's the old v three formation. Okay, where we had Jason there on one line, and it sort of was sort of an inside right sort of player who helped work with the midfield. Scott McCallum and Jason down the left. Scott played here, I think. As well jockey in jockey Scott's time i okay. made one appearance and jockey scared them i was lucky even at that age to play with boys that created chances for you and, you know uh, it wasn't until i probably went to the raith played as a two but i think over my career as well being asked to play different positions because i am a thinker and uh, you know i think about the game and everything like that so you know Different. I always thought, well, if I'm getting asked to do this, what's he getting asked to do why is he getting asked to do it. Mm-hmm. And I sort of stayed. I mean, I think that's how, you know, I've I've carried that in my coaching because if, at times, if I think a player's not listening, on I'll, I'll say, right, go and you go to right back, and then you stand up there as a forward, and you feel what it's like when you're getting the ball back. Do you know what right. I mean? So, yeah. so I always doing it like if I'm playing whatever position if I was asked to play white to try and play it like a white player would, because mm-hmm. you're getting asked to do it for the team. Albeit, I never used to enjoy it on the right-hand side, because I didn't hear tricking me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mind on the left, cutting in onto my right foot, but um, no, I always prefer playing as a striker, but I would always play anywhere for the team.
1: Was your first goal against the Pars? I, I, I was there, but for about two yards out, roof for the net.
2: It was maybe... <laughs> I'm maybe you're maybe being a bit harsh on oh, me. I if you have <laughs> I'll tell you the net. I think I think it was McCooper who sadly just passed away. Aye. There I'm sure it comes off him, off his calf, and then ends up in the roof of the net. Um, so a lot of people never picked up on that, no. which I thought was strange. it was ticked the target, but I'm convinced the woolly would have, I can't remind if it was rest, it was in goals. Might have saved it, it was a deflection. Into the ground to take it in the roof of the net, but I mean, I was at the side of the goal with Carson watching the one, so it was a winner, wasn't it? It was one, it was a foot, I ended up one, nothing. And it's it's weird, day you, you get let go by a club, and then the next thing is you're sticking <laughs> a knife into <laughs> oh, and yeah,
1: you can't write it. No, it was a, well, it, but it was like when Jimmy Jimmy Nichol left the Pars, I gave everyone's good wishes, and then the Rovers had unparalleled success. Came, was well, friendly after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I was going to say, obviously, it's a great time for for the Rovers and a great time for you. you Scored in the League Cup final, didn't you? You got mm. the first one, mm. uh, won that, played in the FIFA Cup. Must have been. It's just this is absolutely brilliant. You know, just career taking off like that. Uh, uh, do
2: you know, son it, it was it was mental because when I look back and how how can you try and recreate what Jimmy done and. He had a great chairman and Peter Campsie, and the board of directors, and I say it's that always sort of I always try to look at traits in a club and Aye. we were just talking about earlier, Jackie the tea lady, everybody was just they were there for, everybody had everybody's backs mm. and he took criticism or he, everybody was working because he knew what was happening it was a genuine chance of going to end up playing the top league with Ray he throw and, you know, to break, we I think we, me, Mickey and Jason Dare broke through in the same season. Jimmy was very clever. Jason was the first one. He got 12 games. It's, I got my 12 games. And then Mickey, when you look at it, what? I three has just sort of fought for scraps towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But he was bold us in that first season to be involved with good pros. And when promotion, that feeling that you had played a part in it, No. They did play a big part, if you look at what three has done Aye. over that season, but it wasn't like as one individual, you had a massive part in it, but to actually experience winning the league. Um, that's something that stands out, and being around the good pros, George McGeeky's and that, who had successful career at Dundee and that.
1: Jimmy Nichol could still play at
2: that Jimmy, time as Jimmy, well, yeah. Jimmy's influence was massive. i was, I was God, the young boys, was telling them the other day that Jimmy installed into my game, my work ethic, where... And some people don't think that you still to work, but <laughs> if you look at the ground covered and everything, and some of the boys used to try and keep up with me training, and the different where i it? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> like Jimmy actually, because probably one of my strengths was being able to hold up the ball and like playing, running behind and that, if I did take a touch and it got stolen off me easily, Jimmy used to be on my case because he was playing that time, so right. get after it, get after it. So, in the main, if somebody steals the ball off, you usually say have half blood to the fullback. Mm. So you stay. it didn't come natural. I'd be mere disappointed, so the shoulders would slump down. So before I know it, he's installed in me that I'm like chasing down to the right-back. Mm. So I'm thinking, right, run him over, run them over. So if they I'm getting the ball away. So you go chasing the back and you think, right, now I can just so I'll make my way back into the centre-half again in case we're... Bang, he's at my case again. like right, Jason one <laughs> What he was doing is testing my character to see if I, and no doubt if he spoke to Jason or let any young player at work him, he took to your comfort zone and added what he thought was a weakness, but he was positive about it. Mm-hmm. He, he still let me have confidence in my ability, what I was good at, but he was actually educating me in the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And before I knew it, I was actually running over to the centre half, closing him down, running out to the full back, closing him down, and then cutting back into the middle of the park in an area where, if the ball broke down, and it was something that stayed with me through the career because I used to say, there's nothing worse than somebody standing over there at the times you need to work harder than uh, you need to work harder. Yeah, but, yeah. but I knew why he was doing it yes. now, and right. it was an intelligent way because in the end, it, it became second nature. It didn't feel hard for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I always felt that I had a wee edge on boys when it got to the later stages of the games. I had beaten the running defenders and behind because Jimmy had installed that. So, very fortunate with Jimmy. And then you end up You could League Cup winning UEFA Cup, winning League like, uh, First division twice, all because he demanded work for you. Aye. Mm-hmm. We boys with Sinky, Sean Dennis with Metal, Sinky with Valfield, Stevie for Cam Dean, Jason Deere for Cowden Beef, we Mickey, a Kirkcaldy boy. Jeez. And then Carfu used to come to the West with experience experiencing guile and helping us along with the, the youthfulness that we had, so it's achievable. It goes back to the European thing with Scottish, you can't, can't
1: compete. I was at the Badminton game on Easter Road and mm. Rovers were unlucky to get beat 2-9 that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's because I never played. You you
2: remember? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I never played that, I was, yeah. well, I was gutted. I was gutted because we played, uh, he went with Big Ali Graham and Daz that night. and I
1: remember Twinsman
2: and Papan oh, nice. and playing and babo I
1: think all of our Cans and goals, unbelievable. It was an unbelievable I mean Cameron, he, to, he headed the ball and looked like he was equalised somehow got a hand to it. Did it's, you play in either of the ties? It,
2: no, I played second leg and I swear I punched myself and folk thinking daft. Because I'm not usually one for bigging. I was up, I'd am quite like i rather shoot myself down. The we went over and I loved it, the training night like, before it was the uh, Adidas tangle ball and they <laughs> yeah, yeah. had about 30 of them sitting on the train at stadium and then it was like <laughs> gee, there was a zip on the surface and I'm brilliant and Jimmy had told us a team so you're flying because you're playing and that. And I, I honestly swear when I think back to it, we were like, it was like playing on the school, we are keep the ball from Aye. and we Danny Lennon gets, albeit it was a deflection, so we got one on that, Tony Rougie has a chance for six yards mm-hmm. to go 2-2. Two, two. And when that, like, you're thinking back, like, they must, they kinda have been, like, trying. <laughs> but then at that point, if it goes 2-2, yeah. then anything can happen. Yeah. And they went on one competition that year. And we're going, ah, it seems weird, but I'm I felt like, I felt comfortable that night. Yeah. for a certain, and I think Paparno missed a penalty earlier in the game and that, you're pinching yourself and it just shows you the reality of football what it can bring that these guys basically a team for five
0: yeah
2: are competing with guys that they end up going on when you have the cup but it's just plus I in I it's I memories didn't I didn't actually realise they'd win it I year. Jordan's <laughs> the one that <laughs> does all the <got> research <laughs> yeah. I want you to take up on that because maybe I've convinced myself they did one because that makes it sound better but I'm sure they went on to win the trophy no, I think,
1: mentioned our names it's perfectly plausible yeah. they did one
2: what I was going to say is that I don't know if it's true but I've heard from a couple of people that I know that support Retrovers from that, that apparently at, at half time, the uh, Jimmy Nicholl said there's no team talk needed because he could hear the shouting from the home dressing room it was a case of that's how angry they are, what's more to say than that, uh, I don't know if that's true but do you know it's 100% true and do you know what's really weird about that, he's come in the dressing room so it's a massive stadium and their minds coming through, Jimmy had these ear. God. <laughs> this was Jimmy though. Jimmy was <laughs> unbelievable at motivating yeah. so you. So you're coming in at half time, and you're thinking we're doing great here. He's probably thinking to himself, "No, what, what can I say? I can't see him doing any better." Yeah. I'm just not. Don't what I say change to him to do anything. Work, right. <laughs> so he's just—he's not used to your cup against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he walks right. That's not remember. He just starts
1: laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: you're <"They're> all arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it, just I don't know. It was just the best team talking. I had to see the thing. Just go out and try and do the same again. But yeah. the truth, hundred <laughs> percent true, that was Jimmy. Jimmy was Jimmy. You don't know Jimmy's. His enthusiasm his knowledge of the game, and as a person, you know he's, he was different class. Uh, very lucky to have worked with somebody like Jimmy earlier.
1: Remember well with that. Next, but you followed them down to the Millwall as well. I was looking at your scoring record, it was actually alright down there, but I think, it was the, I think he brought down a whole load of players for Scotland mm. and didn't kind of work out for him, and it wasn't a, a huge spell he had down there, but have you got fond memories of playing down there? Or? Obviously, because of my relationship, Jimmy, I'm going to stick
2: up for him in this. They'd been relegated, they, you know, he went down and basically were relegated before he brought us down in the summer. Aye. He brought myself, Sinke, Jason, we um, Paul Hartley. Took, took him down, me Paul was only 17 at the time. he actually got the sack in the December but the one that didn't help him was we got put the below him in right. the replay, so I heaped the pressure and the other thing that didn't help was we'd been second for a number of months or a few and we'd fallen down to just outside playoffs. playoffs, the playoffs, mm-hmm. so the playoffs they took, they could be possibly one game to get you back in them and unfortunately jimmy lost his job right now in that spell with jimmy there i'd actually scored 14 goals mm-hmm. before christmas and then the boy john docker it comes in for me personally the type of football that john docker it's the boy david kemp that actually worked with tony pulis for a number of years at um, west brom and stoke but when he came in he was more old school listen that was the way Milo had played for him in the 80s right no. launching balls into the corner for a big hit man to Throw his elbows in Try and get in. I, but Try and get into channels And then it was Balls into the box And like You know Sometimes if were for deeper I would get him Behind defenders And that but Balls sort of Floated into the box I was never the most Aggressive at going And meeting headers To beat centre-halves That way So it didn't suit my game And mm-hmm. then what happens Is he tries to find a place Because you can see That I've scored 14 goals For him Aye. But he ended up Playing in like Left but more Like a defensive role So it didn't The first six months Was great Jimmy lost his job And then you end up Working with somebody Through no fault of your own That he probably have had the choice of when they went down and signed, with him. Aye,
0: yeah,
2: you know, because it was the type of football that I enjoyed. That I felt that I could actually be positive with. So, um, I think I ended up with, in all competitions, it was 15 and sound like 44 games, Aye. which was, was no bad considering the, it was a splitting season. But to score 14 before Christmas, yeah. and then you're scoring one goal under the new
1: management, it was it was it was frustrating in that respect. And then to so back up the road to Hibs Mm-hmm. Uh, scored a barrel load in the 1st Division How did romped the league that year, didn't they? I've come up and signed with, with Duff uh,
2: Jim Duffy Very good coach Liked him because Just said it as it was There was no mucking about with Jim mm-hmm. If you were good, he told you you're good If you're rubbish, he told you you're rubbish And that was it And I, I liked it I just, mm-hmm. That was the way he was um, We started off the season flying I think we were top of the league after 5-6 games couldn't buy a win after that, could not buy one. Sadly, Jim loses his job. Um, by the time Alec McLeish then comes in, I'd worked with Alec at the 21s in Scotland. And he managed to get us going a wee bit, but it was a bit stop-starting. Just to remember, there was a big game towards the end of that season against Dundee United, but I think they just needed a draw. which they got and relegated us. Alec then brought in boys like Alec, um, Russell, um plus a lot and kept quality obviously There was yogi, but he brought in three English boys that he'd, he obviously had good recruitment down there, Stuart Lovell who mm-hmm. played at Livingston, mm-hmm. Justin Skinner that come over here, mm-hmm. and there was a boy Paul Holesgrove that he'd got for Redden. and three guys that for that level were very very good, and he brought in a couple of foreign boys as well, but latter so he were the, the key part of the line he brought them in, so there's me and Mick so, um the other thing that Alec was good at was he recognised the potential in the young boys at the time albeit they were a wee bit off first team level, but you're Kenny Mullers and Tom McManus and that mm-hmm. were young boys that were mm-hmm. sort of getting integrated with training with the team. So the boys, when they daft, you could see that although they were young, they could play. So they were going to end up putting pressure on you for your position. So it created fierce competition. So it was no surprise that we ended up, I think, the one that we won it with record points Aye. when we won that league that year. But Alec had assembled a, a,
1: a very decent side. Uh, and then what well, happened? obviously you're, you're buying on the goals there and if you Sort of chances when you came back up to the Premier League and that's obviously how you ended up at Dunfermline was it just the recruitment there or? no
2: the, the reality of that one was um, and I, I didn't like putting my business to papers and in the media at that time was I'd worked with Alec, he tried to buy me at Motherwell for 660 grand at the time when I was at Raith Rover so it was going to be a record transfer then yeah. so I had a great relationship with him and I knew that he liked me um, he then comes in at Hibs hibbs had offered the deal to me and i'd signed a three-year deal previous to that he'd offered me the same deal or him and rod peter who was the man in charge at the time in mm-hmm. finances i was 24 at the time they'd offered me an extension of two years so it'd been basically our three-year deal at that point mm-hmm. and the reality was that i had to play every game start every game to earn the same money as i had the previous year okay and i'm saying well i know you're recruiting players I'm not asking for what they're on, but I'm 24, I'm going to be 26 by the end of this contract.
0: Yeah.
2: The reality is, why should I have to play the same amount of games? Because we found ourselves back in the Premier League as well. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, a financial, I wasn't asking for, for more, but at the end of the day I could have picked up a, an injury or I could have bought a, a red card and then yeah. I was getting punished for actually doing my job for the team, so Aye. to speak. So that was my only grievance there on that one, didn't make it public at the time. Alex said, look, they're not going to budge on it as I say, he was very clever because Kenny Miller was a young player coming through at the time. So I think, you know, was it going to be massive that if they lost me or was it going to give Kenny an opportunity? Maybe just a year or two younger, but a year or two earlier? But Alec, you know, played me in the reserves. I can mind his scoring goals in three or four games. And he pulled me to the side after one game. I think it was from Bathgate or uh, Wormuth going to see Luke. I actually thought he said I want to speak to you after the game. I scored two goals in the game. Just doing my work as I was wasn't getting a chance? I thought he's going to say, Look, there's a deal sorted for it. I genuinely did the um, I before yeah. he says, Look, well know club's no budging. it is what it is. He says I'm being straight with you. I says, Well I'm not going to sign for it. Let's be grown up about it. He says, Well, I thought you would say that every team, because 'cause don't think you could go alone in the same division at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Every team and 1st Division 1 in that season. <laughs> you seen every team because at that time, right away, what I wanted to hear was Dunfermline, it I, I, I was, it was Dunfermline I wanted to hear, yeah. because I wasn't na- was na- was na- was na- desperate to get away from it, I'm not what to tell, it, like, I, I enjoyed it, the club were good to me, I enjoyed yeah. my relationship with people around the place, but when you see everybody in 1st Division, I said, well, there's only one place where to go, mm.
0: and
2: that was, you know, uh, Dick was the manager at the time, and obviously Jimmy was still here, mm. Yeah.
1: assistant. And we hit the ground running with Dunfermline, it was a, a great season that season. I, I know, Well, you joined with Dick Campbell was there yeah. and obviously...
2: Well it was a weird one because Dick actually, I played one game. Ah, I was going to say, say now he was gone. loses his job, so Dick always runs Melbourne, <laughs> 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 says that he should
1: never assign oh. same. <laughs> then Jimmy Nichol took over, didn't yeah. he? First year, for fearful I think he, he scored a couple of goals at Falkirk, didn't he? When Jimmy was in charge and that was when Jimmy Calderwood was in the stand. <laughs> But he was never really linked with a job, nobody. Really, there's mm-hmm. other names linked one, And then G- Jimmy Calderwood always says that he didn't know if he was gonna take them for him job, but he made him mind for if he was, he was mm-hmm. gonna he was gonna try and sign you because yeah, he was that he impressed. That. But uh I obviously you had a great spell there. We got up yeah you know, when the game at St. Mirren, mm-hmm. the, the two goals you scored there, were mm-hmm. un- unbelievable goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for us it's an unprecedented success. Oh, yeah. Like a night. play we'd never seen before, it was brilliant. Aye. I mean it was just progression every year with Jimmy Calder it was promotion and ninth and sixth and fifth and fourth. It mean it must have been a hell of a team to play for. I think the one thing I'll say I knew Jimmy and inside
2: out, I knew what he was like and the standards that he set. Was it disappointed that he didn't he get offered a job before I knew like Jimmy Calder would come in? Mm-hmm. I was because I'm thinking for that aspect what Jimmy had to offer could he have it would have been a great appointment for the club, but football's football, and then Jimmy Caldwell comes in. I do mind if you can speak to any player it was here at that time. The standards that he set at training on the first day he just set the tone for everything,
0: yeah.
2: And I know what he demanded to me, so then if he was doing that, what he demanded, so you then win promotion with the team, and you think, Right, you see the players that you start to sign, I want to be part of it. I like what he's demanding of me, so if he's demanding that of me, mm-hmm. I know he's demanding it to other people, so that's, that's where I want to be, and I enjoyed my spell, like you said, said. And, you know, he made it a place that I wanted to, wanted to come.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Albeit, like, I, in a way, I did want to come anyway, I mean, I didn't have much persuasion, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Still I just your career I, I enjoyed end, it, so. and it was the right one for me at the time, um, but it was just these standards and these drive consistently in your ear, and, you know, sometimes, you People will maybe look at and see, well, sometimes it's could we have been a wee bit more direct? And t- it's, when I look back at the games, the reason he couldn't be direct because there's nowhere to go direct and behind because teams started sitting off us. Right. There was that fear element. So, did it become a bit boring in games where teams are thinking, i oh, just keep them for safe? I could have looked that way, and I understand their frustrations. You know, I'm not going to defend that because it was a backhanded compliment to the way that it had us playing football at the time. God. I loved watching them at that time especially at home there was the occasional mm. time
1: that, I think I'd spoken to Jimmy Calderwood in the past he said can you really know, understand why we didn't hit the heights away from them?" but I mean, that's, that's football all around the world but like, when, I, th-
0: when I think
2: been... we gradually got there though I, 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 I do think like because so, I think we got there and put a few few of them to bed at Easter Road and things like that but I agree the, the away form probably in the first couple of years the, you know it was sort of like doing really well at home and then like Performances were where did that come from? Ah, so yeah, things, 4 right? no. Thistle and things about. like that. Air aye, aye. Sort of the cup. Aye, aye. Do you know, like ones like that, you're just thinking, and nowhere, the boys eh. never, it wasn't at that time, like you're going and thinking, are oh, we have got any divine
1: right to go? So it's just football goes your teeth at the time, eh? But 90 minutes, eh, think start going against you, and uh, well, there's United won Gus McPherson's has <laughs> gone, go, go, won't <laughs> <it>. so, <laughs> uh, but you've spoken about Easter Road there. That I might be wrong, no wrong, it's my opinion. But best performance I've ever seen first one was the Tuesday night at Easter Road when you got two and Brewster got two. Mm-hmm. I think Stevie Hampshire hit the bar for about a yard out in the last minute with doing five one. But mm-hmm. unbelievable performance! And it was on the back of getting beat six and a half by Rangers, yeah. Uh, and I mean, you obviously you and Brewster were both ex-Hibs players, but you got taken off just at the end, mm-hmm. and the whole ground flooded the both of you mm-hmm. i still st- st- got goosebumps <laughs> but the, 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 the football was all personal my, my dad was I grew up in my own head we didn't go that many away games he mm-hmm. moved to dunferno he was about 13 but whoever drew in the cup because we were poor league when i first started seeing Dunfermline we got easter road mm-hmm. so i didn't go many away games mm-hmm. but I saw, I saw us get hammered plenty of times at easter mm-hmm. road and i turned up you know 300, 400 Dunfermline fans and night yeah. after the game beat six for Rangers, and not expecting a lot, and, and Dunfermline were absolutely brilliant. Mm. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, so, are there any sort of performances that stick out for you, sort of, over over the course of your time, either on a personal level or a team level? I, I
2: wish. Do you know something? I actually wish I could say yes to, to that, but it's it's probably him like that yourself what they meant that's you know the 6 nothing isn't great but then to think that three, 400 people have then still come over to support you that night yeah. and, and you've managed to turn it around and then have a really positive performance they were ones that you enjoyed, enjoyed being part of um, that, that night to be fair against Tibbs I think was my right dating saying was 20 odd years since we had more master
1: was it? Aye, it, was, it, was, it was maybe it was I'm trying when that was, that would have been 2002, it could have been 40 years Stephen. Was it? Uh, Aye, okay. it, 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 it's, it's something no far off it. I went to the valley so it's in there somewhere yeah. but it's been a while, <laughs> but, uh, I, so I do have the number but it was the 60s and that was early 2000s so I was, was pushing 40 years since we'd won at Easter Road. I can mind there was one I think
2: where early on in the game i at the old Brockville and surely we were in the Yellow Strips as well and I've skipped by somebody on the left and the to ball and for Coyle and Coyle uh, scores and I think I score. I, did I get? It's the two, first minute two and two I think now. I got two. But I can always mind. Is it the third goal that I think? I have to have a look because I thought it was
1: off. Offside. I mean, I'm trying, I mean you kind of slipped the marker and drilled I mean, it in the bottom. But like it. that one,
2: I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I Enjoyed that it. too. too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that was a game that that sticks in the back of my head as yeah. well. But as I say, it wasn't like. It's one as well. I mind getting in, it was when we were going for a promotion. I mm. mind getting in, and you, you kind of skipped past about three players and, 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 and put it in in the first couple of minutes. And then you rifled one off, in off the bar about 10 minutes so after. I the first one, though, if, easy, if you look at the first one,
2: I can remember it at the time because I do twist and turn the boy. And there's a couple of them that end up taking a dummy, actually hit the shot into the ground without meaning to accept it, <laughs> <different laughs> <goal, I> <laughs> The second one I can't is as any, I'll accept that you one. You had to get first, in the first one. The, <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Uh, that one actually has Jason's, because me and Jason Deere obviously had come through Castle Bridge in that day. Uh, I'll remember his, his wife had had uh, a newborn that day as well, so that game sort of sticks in our head. It's a good one for because we did deserve to win that day as well. Oh, yeah. the same one. So that's one that sticks out as well.
0: I was trying to think of some of my, my favourite of your games, Stevie. The, the one that really jumped out was the, the hat trick here against Dundee. Mm-hmm. The, the One of one the left, one of the right, one of the head. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That'd be taken <laughs> off you now, though. The hat trick. Oh, there's a back on. <laughs> but
2: if, I, well, the better of that was Spironi. Oh, eh, you <laughs> sent <laughs> off, I think, didn't <laughs> you? And everybody knows me. Knows I've not got a punch. If I punch if I punch one of you, you'd just laugh. The fact that he went down rolling his head and that. Oh, so, Stevie, like, you just punched it <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
0: the bit,
2: the bittersweet of that is, you know, again, Gary, I remember the ball that day. Gary Dempsey for my head, that it was a great ball. It was just a matter of just getting the right. Yeah, you just kind of glanced it, I think. You. No, it was. It was sort of like it's a cross, and it was just sort of like if. Good bit out though, but. Mm. Um, it was the quality of the cross that allowed that. And then the second one, I got a lot of joy just flitting all over his head and it bounces into the net. With oh, that's the Fantastic. And as you yeah. see, the third one comes off the back of him a couple of times. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on anyway, always <laughs>
0: <laughs> So we talk up your pars goals. The Rovers won for three yards. We're we'll not talking about that <laughs> one. <anymore. laughs> so i so I point out that one. Another one that jumped out, which um, Steve will remember well, is the, the particle away game in the Cup. The mm. cup ran in 2004. You and Craig Brewster were just unbelievable that day. I remember the game, I didn't remember the goal. Uh, I, I just knew that it was the performance. Oh, the, the performance. performance was fantastic. Uh, that yeah, was a quarter final, we were... eh? and You're you,
1: you maybe right about the way performance is picking up because it was quarter final they were bottom of the league, I think, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. And filled the pars end. And I don't anyone expected that we were going to win. Mm. Yeah. And they won, We
0: won handsomely. Well, they missed a penalty as well, mm. did uh, uh, I
2: think in that game, I can remember. The ball sort of going into the left channel, just, I just not remember seeing Drew and just like just playing the ball in the right way and then yeah. he finished yeah. it yeah. and twisted and overlapped. Well, but listen, there's loads and I keep on. It. We played. We mean Drew played with a lot of good players at them. Mm. you know, and like Barry Knight and Jason Dare and Napa and Gary Mason. You know, unfortunately, Fergie when he was here and yeah. that as well. The boys that gave you, they were actually because they were good, really good players that gave you the opportunity to be positive in possession of the football. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know Billy, who ended up playing just about every position that he was asked to do. <laughs> um, but Brew just sort of be, he was sort of final bit of asking at that time. Final bit of the jigsaw that yeah. it made yeah. us, it gave us the different options that we needed everywhere, and everybody sort of being able to play to their potential um, but a lot, of,
1: a lot of happy times with the boys that we played in that squad. And Obviously you have to kind of second stint with your first as a first team player that ended at the, the cup final which was obviously a case of what might have been. Eh? Cause it was some performance for about an hour. It was. I mean, honestly, like, that's unfair it was a for, great performance but when Celtic equalised you kind of thought as a fan you thought the writing was yeah, on the yeah. wall. But for as long as we were 0-0 or one now you we had a wee chance. I
2: thought we were, if we're taking the emotion of it, we're fortunate to be 1 0 up in that game, though, because as it fell on the keeper, you'll maybe know what I say it was.
0: If it's the other way, then it's the fell on the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> but it was something,
2: you know, and, and like, I thought we competed with them on the right, day without being, mm-hmm. without being exceptional or that, but we competed with them, and then the bit that still bugs me is. When it's the ball goes into the box and Baldy Hunt, I can couldn't believe it. Nobody else. I think I was only one at I the time. You saw, I saw it. At the the time, I And I'm like, could, it falls to, is it Alan Thompson and he hooks it. I, I can't Last it's one and on one. My, my blunt eye And he's one on one and listen and last it to, I'm was only a young kid at eye. the time.
1: He's a cracking and player. I don't know what's brilliant. I loved him. That was the real tragedy of the day because he never really kicked on in a career which looked like. Yeah, because he, he was he had pace. He was actually strong
2: when you played. He maybe didn't have the height, mm. but like he was at training, that like, coming up against him because he had pace that way. He was a strong kid, so it was a harsh one. And maybe it did I don't know. I've never spoke to him about, it, but maybe had an influence on his career. But unfortunately, when Larson's through, he did. He, he did what he does. <laughs> he, he done, what he done. And that was
0: that's
2: probably like when you look at yes finishing fourth in the league. Silver wears what you're sometimes judged on, and yeah. I think that's the only bit that was missing for that sort of that sort of side that we never gave ourselves enough opportunities in cup competitions. We had a few dodgy results in the cup that right. we were as disappointed. Mm-hmm. Never mind the, the supporters and everybody at the club, but we were actually disappointed with some of our performances. Where you know you're thinking, where did that come from? Where did, where did that come?
1: Drew Celtic and Rangers quite a lot in cup competition yeah. as well, and and. and... I mean the Celtic and Rangers, the Celtic team that won the cup that year had been in the UEFA Cup final the year mm. before and mm. got the quarterfinals that year. Yeah, it's pretty good side. No, it, was a, it was an exceptional side. So. And they didn't even yeah. win the league. It was Rangers that Rangers. Well, anyway, Rangers won the league either that year or the year before. You know, so that they were whether they were throwing money at it, they couldn't afford mm. it. Fair enough, but you know, it still would judge against the players on the park. Yeah. Even yeah. when I was talking about the six no, Rangers, mm. you know. It's a bad result, but can you look at actually who was playing for Rangers at that time, you can Ball, these you things know, are under aye, it's understandable when they get in a role. <laughs> <laughs> aye, no, they were all, they were all reasonable <laughs> footballers. <fruit> <laughs> eh? By the way, I'm glad you're saying reasonable. I, I, I might say they were unbelievable football players. Probably try and chase them about for 90 minutes. Believe me, they were better than reasonable. <laughs> i understating it, to play of it. <laughs> but then it's a the mad thing about football and then they come up against a different level with them as well and you know when they didn't progress in Europe and you're thinking how good must the, the, other, the, the next act? level be aye. and it's it's quite weird as a as a fan watching things like that you you look at guys like, oh god, an mm. you, you, realize, you know god unbelievable football and you realise you know they play another step up and they're, mm. they're not quite there and it's like I guess it's fine margins or you know it's it's, it's, it's just some and kind of undefinable, kind of yeah, looking at it. Yeah. Anyway, so the cup final was your your last game. Yeah, you, you moved off to to Plymouth, which we touched on before. you were there for four or five months.
2: Yeah, that was at a time when like we went down. Me and uh, my ex-missus we actually looked at moving down, signed a four-year deal, and then London they settled down there, mm. and it was sort of like we had a young family at the time and that sort of affected my decision to come back up which I felt I felt really bad with it because Bobby Williamson was a probably like Jim Duffy I I, I like and it's, it's weird I sort of like Jimmy Calder who's in this world where they just tell you as it is right. because all right you might not like hearing that, but you know where he standing yeah yeah so Bobby's put his neck out to Get me down there in a four-year deal, and then you trap me's door within about two months, saying, "Look, they're not coming down. I can get by. I can perform for you, but I know at some point it's going to hit me, and I'm going to want to be up the road because I love the Bears." Right. <laughs> so I didn't sit in that. I actually told them, "I think I'd went away and was involved in one of the Scotland squads. We went over and played in Spain, and coming back, and I said, 'Gaffer, and speak to you. I'm not settled. I, I, I'm not going to be able to settle down here.'" I'd rather tell you this is where it is so that if anybody else, you maybe hear about if they're up the road and you know a lot of people up there say that uh, the family are not going to come down and uh, he was brand new me. And it's something again that I'm thinking, if I ever go into coaching or management, that's the way I'll treat because there's there's always things that I'm out with. And uh, he just said, look, you've come and told me, if you keep performing and I don't see a drop in your performances, you'll continue to play. But like anybody else, if it comes out and you, it's going to be seen that you're going to be moving back up the road in January,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I've got to be fair to the boys that are here and committing their future to mm-hmm. the club. So I actually managed to keep a seal on it. Bobby had obviously told the chairman, played right up to the end, um, managed to score in the last game at Ellen Road, albeit we got beat, and then, you know, was able to look and eye, shake hands and he helped me get move back up to Dundee United, which, you know, I'll always be, I'll be grateful for the way that he treated us and that one. Yeah. Am I right in saying when you were at you, um you played in a game against Jovo and you ended up having to run the ball into the net because they scored a random goal or something? It's, it was the weirdest feeling in the world. we played Cardiff and I hadn't managed to score for the team yet and it was still early in the season. And I hit this one against Cardiff and it takes a deflection, like, so it takes deflection ends up back of the net and they don't give me the goal. And I was livid with it. I was like, it's, it gets me off the mark and that. So we then play Yeovil in the midweek and the boy, is it, the boy
1: Johnson? It's Lee
2: Johnson, right. Lee Johnson, um, throw on our goalkeeper for some reason, standing out to the left. And Lee Johnson tries to hook it and he just catches it too sweet, throws it into the net. And then it's Lee Johnson's dad that's the manager that night and he's standing going, To be fair, I mean, he just shouted on these players, but I'm score. So the boys all went. I'll get you off the mark. <laughs> I, right?
1: I never realise your so that you're first. So as I'm going through. Uh, There's a bit of pressure on that. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. <laughs>
2: Boys are kidding on they're going to come <laughs> with that. me. That right? And when I, I actually get, I actually feel sick even still talk about it. And you think, what is it? Because you think anybody in their right mind. Is going to take it right to the goal line just about to tap it in. Right. For some reason, I decided to hit it for penalties. I get cold sweat. It's still going. Imagine I had hit that. It takes a ball ball and I'm. <laughs> Would the, the keeper have then played it out to me and let me score? <laughs> <laughs> but like it just felt. It was mental. It's right. just going through. So going what's happening here? So it was. Strange to see like wild true. celebrations after he oh, No, it was, I should have <laughs>
1: right,
2: you should
1: have done. It. Right the fans get up. Yeah, that's, that's some people for that. <laughs> but, no, it was a, a strange moment. I must feel like a dream. <laughs> it's it's
2: just, uh, just I hadn't visualized that when I was playing it outside the quarters in Camden when I was younger, and, like part into the waves and they're going to just let like, you go
1: through and score and an open and go. Is that on YouTube or anything like that? I, I I knew it happened, but I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't think. It Some, must be it.
2: Somebody must have a there must be something of it because I think on like on one of these sporting moments, but years ago, it was on
1: somebody it. had seen it and texted me. So i will get on that. Uh-huh. Uh, so then you went to United. Uh, we we'll, will scrubbed through this bit until you get back to the powers because we're running on for a time here. But we'll see United and then Aberdeen after that, back with uh,
2: the two Jimmy's.
1: Probably should have went. I, Did you have the when, chance? Then I came
2: back up with uh, United coming for me quite late. It was McCall at the time, and then Hearts. John Robertson was trying to get me at Hearts, he was the Hearts manager. And when I went up to United. Um, I'm not going to lie, financially they'd put a, an offer that was quite a big difference mm. with, with hearts. It was a wrong decision. Pure, it was the wrong decision to take it. So what i done was, E. McCall ends up losing his job, but I didn't get the feeling the dressing room was right at that time. Not through any fault Ian, it was just like there was a lot of experienced boys in there. No. And it wasn't right. I knew, I knew within a couple of weeks. I was like, oh no, I've made the wrong decision here. And then it was a Casey. Eh? Uh, i Chish- Chisholm got a job. Wasn't he really his type of player. Was thought there's no point in me being here. And then, bang! I'm looking. You know, I've been down to Plymouth. I've been to United. Didn't realise that I wasn't performing at United. Didn't he just want to hang about for for the for the money. Mm-hmm. Got I was wanting to play football at a level and go and join my trainer. And I knew Jimmy's basically me So you know, there's no sense. Basically, to try and kickstart my career again. To be fair, Aberdeen struggled that season. They'd done well the season before. And they were toiling for a wee bit for them. And me going up, the fans weren't great with me because I turned them down earlier in my career a couple of times. Yeah. More so because of the position I was getting asked to play, with, they what me to play it in wide mm-hmm. right. But anyway, it was hard to try and win them over. And it was, it was sort of weird in a way because I got a good pre season then under my belt. Started off the season, battered them five goals for them. But it got one day that Dunfermline were what me doing here. Right. And the lure of coming back down to Dunfermline. That's why, you know. Jimmy was like, look, done great. You've seen it last year. Aye. You didn't get a pre-season under your belt like you had. You went through a wee rough patch. Um, you're scoring goals for us. You're flying. And uh, do you know something? It might turn up here. And if I'm not enjoying that, I'm not being true to used to. And I'm not being true to supporters. So,
1: you know, I, I wanted to come back and sign Red Alferno. Uh, but we were struggling at that time as well. But it was, obviously, came back. Brilliant start and scored mm. scored the winner and the... Uh, the game against Kilmarnock, three goals in the first five games, and it at least mm, from our research, mm, that right, no, stepped down. Pete Robertson takes over, and then Stephen Kenny comes in, mm-hmm. and obviously the Stephen Kenny is going to divide opinion for, forever with our fans because It's hard to argue against his record before. Yeah. It's hard to argue his record here. Ever you know after he's left us. It's hard to argue with his record in the cup. It just never happened in the league for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how, how did you how did he take to you? How did you take to him?
2: Uh, see, because I'm, I'm a dumb boy, I hear the stories about there was a revolt in the dressing room.
1: Mm.
2: also was in the dressing room. Aye. And trust me on that one, not that I'm a fighter, but if but I felt those boys try to undermine the manager and undermine the club, I'd be saying something to them. Aye. So, is that stories that they're getting me bits and pieces for everywhere to try and make a jigsaw sort of put up a case for, for Stephen or likewise? You know, it's no fair that Stephen was a young manager when he come over, to had done well in, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. I can only talk him the way that I got treated with him. And he gave me the captaincy, so I have no reason to say anything ill toward to him. But I had conversations with him when I'm saying, you're playing me in there as a a midfielder, mm. you know, is it a case he played me there to play me in the team, or if I couldn't tackle He's a watchmaker watched me every I'm not somebody that can tackle, so right away I felt I was weakening the team, I can't pick the team, all I can say is, look, I feel this is the case, and I'm not saying you must play me up front, if it means that I have to sit on the bench, or I have to go and play with the reserves, and then there comes a time that if I'm not getting regular first team football, I'm going to say, for look, I want to play. Aye. yeah. Somewhere else because obviously he didn't rate me as a striker or whatever, and then, you know I did get my games up front again, but I just felt that he wasn't getting the best out of me for what I could give the club, and it's I don't mean it was all about me. Now, mm-hmm. If I'm feeling that way, and other individuals are feeling that way without being privy to their conversations, it takes away that wee edge for you as a team. Aye, yeah. It's but a- I, I I want to put it to bed because I do hear it too often for what is that if people want to think there was a revolt and there were senior players, uh, it wouldn't have been allowed. Right. It would have been disrespectful. And it's actually hard for me to take because of the relationship I've got with them and I've no reason to stick up for them because they know the type of when I was in the dressing room. If I had something to say to players, I would say it. And then once it was said in the dressing room, you leave it and then you go and you can be your best pal or if you socialise with well them or whatever. But, nah, it was not right for things like that to get said. But the thing is, he's had great success. He's
1: done he's had other jobs he's mm-hmm. not done as well so it's maybe just sometimes you got to put it's like me
2: talking Dundee United uh, I went as a player and for me mm-hmm. that spell up. another just I was nowhere near happen. but I was and any Dundee United fan that comes they probably think ah you were rubbish I'll talk my hand obviously I was <laughs> <laughs> I was shocking uh, but you can't even turn and try and kid on it. oh I was decent then when did all like it was it wasn't good when I was at Dundee United so
1: the Kenny era so strange though so, because it just new manager comes in there was no new manager bounce at all. They, were, they were, beat Rangers in a cup out of nowhere. Still could have win in the league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Beat Hearts in the cup. And then, you know, eventually the league pr- picked up. That, I mean, being at St Mirren, you know, when they were going to carve out some great escape, they filled a stand. Oh, yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. he was very good talker, So that's the, and, and he was quite a likeable guy to the fans. Eh. So everyone wanted to get behind him. Mm-hmm. And that season, we could have, we could have survived relegation out of nowhere, and... Celtic team we played were nothing like the team for three years ago. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately we weren't like the team for three years ago but he could have conceived we ended up keeping us up and winning the cup. Yeah. None of the two things happened but still there was great kind of well we're in the UEFA cup, mm-hmm. we're in the first division we've kept a lot, of our team will come straight back up mm-hmm. it was the Hamilton game and then it was, we were in Sweden as well, it was the hacking game We getting knocked out by a well, we were a second tier Scottish Good. team, but a second tier Swedish team that I think we should have beaten. Yeah, and won three games
2: it... that spell as well. We are still in Albion with oh, Hamilton here and Livingston. Livingston,
0: I was like 5 0, no, 4 0, no, 3 0, no, or something aye. like that. It was, That's
2: not was, next it was, it it was brutal. It was... And by the way, you can talk see when you talk about highs in the games, it's weird because when you start talking about games, then I got a feel for it.
0: Day three games still
2: stuck in yeah but that was still stuck and i was that, that one offeong scored a I'm brilliant goal i to play and, and they by the way i don't you I'm, that's not me to be able to go and close then i can close down a yeah. centre half and that man and that and just thinking this, it's embarrassing they've, they've got an edge on us yeah. as a team like it,
1: just, it was just it wasn't nice Always it was not, nice. kind of toxic in the support there because there was half that wanted him gone, half didn't he as well. And but he made strange decisions I mean was it it was Hamilton uh, was the first one
0: wasn't it, it was yeah, 5 nil, and then away at Stirling and then mean. he went at
1: Stirling but he he decided Scott McBride should make his debut that day and wasn't the right time when <laughs> a young boy playing mm. left wing, and he got hooked and then he brought on Owen Morrison mm. also, <laughs> <laughs> Morrison divided opinion as well but I mean he cut inside he placed, placed his ball in I think we're two or three nil down at the time. Eh? Yeah, Cutson said, Piss this ball, and it was right on Jamie Harris's foot, I think. Yeah, right? and he scoffs it wide. I could start having a go oh, at Owen Morrison. I'm going, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see what he could have done
0: differently. We <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: fair owned the wee man had ability, he had right good feet, he had a
1: delivery on him. Might even at Tinkastle one day, ripped oh, him to bits. Do you remember that? Was, I, 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 I told Morrison, but aye, I was thinking it sporadic, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically but, that definitely- <laughs> but, uh, so obviously Stephen Kenny goes, Jim, Jimmy Mack takes over and you played just about every game for the rest of the season. Immediately when Jimmy comes in, he knew the Scottish football. He
2: stripped it back to basics and it was like right, bang, bang, bang. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And positive response. And I think when you look at Martha, he's, he's, he's ended up doing reasonably well in, in the and, management since. Yeah, game. definitely. Uh, there was New no ears and Gracie's. He he pulled me, I can mind, in the January transfer window he said, um, Gretna, I've desperate to get you on loan." That was it because it was just around about that time, and it was like he was maybe testing me to see if I wanted to go or not. Right. I said, "No, I'm quite happy to fight for my place here," and you know, so I end up playing most of the rest of the season. I think was it Marcel Birchie? or was Mark was Marker playing up something with me. I think there's some games with the buttons and some games with yeah, Mark a bit, a bit like he played me up front to be fair and you know, I'm not saying how can you enjoy a season when you're you're not up there challenging for promotion but yeah, yeah. I I felt there was a wee bit of a wee bit of belief back in the team,
1: things like that, you know. We stayed up for relegation. I mean we, we took over were ah, ninth, ah. you know, so they were never that challenged especially with had and Dundee yeah. were so good. But they definitely you could see there was there was a. Um, well, every year there was progression under progression Jimmy Mack, I, I really liked Mikey he was like go too soon as well He yeah. was not one of those, you know, divided opinion about the fans, just, you know, he wasn't a, like a talker as Stephen mm. Kenny was mm. He he kind of he took over in the aftermath of that as well, but yeah. no, I'd listen. He, he, his teams always fought as well, mm-hmm. Jimmy Mack's teams, you know, they, they would go to the last minute and, Well you know.
2: Mack, he trained, uh, Mack was like, uh, as a player, he worked hard, he trained hard, and, you know, he wasn't shine leaving an elbow and a sportsman's <laughs> on a centre half he knew, he knew how to look after himself
0: So would take a penalty, so <laughs> oh, yeah, take yeah. a penalty. Yeah,
1: what happened uh, what happened after that because you obviously were, you, you moved on after playing almost all the games you'd, you moved on in the summer
2: no I've then and I, I can only speak I wouldn't speak this way if it was if I'd left it how the conversation went at the end of that season um there'd be no indication that he was going to offer us a deal. And like I'd you know, we'd had two managers in that spell, Lee would went, Stephen Kennedy had went, and then Mark had got the job. And even if he told me in the January or if he told me in the February or whatever that there wasn't going to be a contract, just because of the way he was going to spend like my wage or anything like that, if if he's what build the team, if he had that conversation with me, then the way it happened, I would have probably went, fair enough.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And there's no way I would have, like, thrown in the towel, or that I would have still Aye. made myself available for him and everything like that. But, it was left to the last week of the season. Aye. And then I get pulled up on the Thursday, and I just knew the timing. It's, like, too long in the game, and, you know, you're following him up. And it's his first management job, and I'm not saying he was scared because Marco wasn't. He was, Marco knew he was, you know, he, he knows how to look after. He's sell treat people. but He's probably walking up the stairs at, in front of me up at the tree going, I'm going to, to tell him that I'm not going to offer him a deal next year. So I'm it's weird, there's silence right. Right? and you're walking up the steps and you know like, this is the this is the feeling right. So he sits me down and you know, look, just to say I'm not going to offer you anything, you know, I think what you're on and we're not going to be able to give you that next year. I says, we'll offer me something. Says, well, I don't want to be but offer me. You're not even offering me. So, offer me, and he was like, you know, I, I think I caught him a wee bit. Because <laughs> basically I was saying, offer, just offer it in, whatever Aye. it is, and uh-huh. just see if I'll, anyway. I said, look, this is what I feel, this is how I feel. Say it out, Say it face to face with him, to be fair to Mark, and this is what I liked about him. And I knew he was going to be successful in management. He took it. I'm not saying he had to take it, he yeah. might have, but he took it that day. And I said, I'd rather see. It to- I can mean getting up and going, I'd see that to your face because a lot of boys will go down to the dressing room, and they'll hammer you. See, I'm not going down there to, to hammer you. You're- I respect you, but I want to see it to your face so you're actually hearing it for me. Mm-hmm. Decided not to play in the Queen of the South game because he gave me the option. I was like, i did stupid. He done. I was like, oh, right. what if I get injured and things like what if I break my leg and I still like mm-hmm. to play at that time? Then you look back it would have been nice to have been able to play that, realistically that was going to be my last time playing a not bad rival for the fairland to right. say thanks very much to the supporters for the way they have yeah. been with me over the years came back with his five, so I'm, I'm, I ended up in his five part time because I'm de, really taking a keen interest in doing my coaching badges playing five cup here I decided to arrive half an hour early because I know Mac the way he works it so I knew he'd be at game. so I make a beeline, get his office and chaff his door. I'm due you an apology. I should never have spoke to him. I shouldn't have said what I said because I had time to then think. He made the decision what he felt was right for them filming at that time. Yeah. And it was emotion. It got better. He put his hand, shook my hand. And we've gotten great since. We've gotten great before it and gotten great. So happy because I would have hoped if it was our way about it. And it probably could have been the other way about that. Uh-huh. He would probably seen me as like, well, Stevie's got a senior player.
0: Mm.
2: I'm going to get rid of that. I'm to get young, fresh guys. To... I can see why he done it. Aye. So it was, it was nice that I had at least a decent chap. door. And I pre- really appreciated it. Leave it in the past, then. And ever since that, we've had a decent relationship. So yeah. you know, as I say, it was disappointing because I did. I would have signed again with the club, but. I respected Marker for what for he was what to take to the club as well. Aye.
1: So, you, like you said, coaching career started at East Fife, maybe not by design, but yeah, you, mm. you had a year in charge there. I
2: just made sure that Dave Baker, because I never went in with intention, because I spoke about that with the chairman when I, I signed. Although I was doing my B, B licence, and I was on the way to get my A, I, I never went along with intentions, eh, seeing that as, or oh, there's a route into management. Mm-hmm. So when Dave Baker went, I always went my phone down, Look, I understand that you were frustrated with how things were going there and that, but I just want to make sure that if they, they've asked me to take uh, short-term replacement, yeah. temporary manager, mm-hmm. I don't want to go in if you're telling me that you think there's anything untoward with me that, and he was like, no, no chance, says I've left with my own uh, problems or whatever it was, so got my chance there, loved it, it was difficult. My only regret is I didn't manage as a manager. I managed to be a player's head on. Aye. I don't know if that makes sense where like I'd there's things that I could have done that if I'd spoke to managers eh, that have been in the game for a number of years, I learnt a hell of a lot with Alex Smith. Um he was unbelievable on my spell at Falkirk how to deal with certain situations and there's frustrations that at night I wasn't being able to go home and look at myself. With, a few things that I promised boys, and then you find out, well, you can't do that, and now can you hold off to such and such? Right, okay. You've given a handshake, so <sighs> you know, you have to deal with a player, right? And as a player, I tended to deal with a lot myself mm-hmm. and try and demand standards. And probably only with my dad, who was always like really fair with his criticism. And at the end of the day, it was whoever the manager was at the time. That's where I tried to, to always make sure I was keeping happy. Um, because that started affecting me, and I wasn't listening. I didn't hear a or at the time, because I was thinking, I've got to deal with this. I've got to, if I let them know there's problems, I'm not doing my job. Where in fact, every manager's got problems. Mm-hmm. So the reality was that I ended up offering my hand to the chairman. Three of them tried to stop me from doing it because you could see there's potential there in the coaching side. But I was like that headstrong. I was like, nah, I'm letting him do it. I'm letting him do it, and just. You know, as I say, I've learned now from that spell that there's, there's certain ways to handle things, and it was a learning curve, half and budgets and things like that. So it's, it stood me well for having a future in the coaching side of the game. But you stayed on as a player for a bit after, didn't you? I did, and again, strange dynamic that happened, maybe. One, I knew John Robertson. The other way I looked at it at the time. I didn't ever walk away for a challenge, even though I moved to clubs a lot. The reason I moved away from clubs was it tended to be if a new manager come in and I gave it a shot in the reserves. And if you didn't see a way of getting in, do you know what? It's not working. I'd rather, I want, I want to be playing first-team football. Yeah, so yeah. I fought for my place. It's not a bank. I'll move somewhere else. And it was the same I I had sort of felt that, like, they'd given my hand. She could walk away for something and given up on it. And I didn't like it. But I was on the sort of player manager's contract, and it wasn't the finances because the finances, right. it wasn't the just. <laughs> but what it was, I wanted to let the players know that everything I sort of tried to bring into the club I had nothing to hide. Yeah. And a lot of them were like, I feel it, it. was like, why are you walking in? Well, one, I respect John Otters, and one, I respect Eddie Sfay for giving me an opportunity management. But why should I not walk back and then I'm under contract if something else comes up in the game? I've just decided at this moment in time that it, it wasn't right for me. So um as I say I had nothing to hide for them and you know Rob will got the best with me for four weeks <laughs> <laughs> so the
1: you end your career cowden for further that last last week yeah Yeah,
2: Cowden Beast and again like it goes back to Jimmy Knack. Jimmy Knack tried to get myself a remake all me. Mickey Cameron was there three years to try help keep him in the like, league. Um I didn't enjoy, I never enjoyed as a player going to count week and <laughs> 20 <to> the <laughs> uh, So the game's probably away from home. I felt that I, I was contributing still and giving them a bit like, didn't enjoy any of the games at Central Park, to be fair, but knew why I'd signed there in the first place, purely to try and help Jimmy, sure. to try and help him sign in the league. Mm. Uh, forfer, i had went into Rangers and working with the 13s in the academy because I'd been, they'd approached me when I was doing my A licence. So I was doing that. Dick was quite happy for me to go and play at for it at the time. Okay. Um, then, Stephen approached me to go in
1: there. The dark side. The dark side. He was there for years, but you got out.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I got out like. <laughs> Listen to see the one thing I can say about Stephen, And you've heard me mention that like a few things already. Stephen's work ethic, and then working with on the management side. I don't know I've played and listened and worked under managers when I hear them talking about defensively but to tactically see how they think about the game defensively when I've always, my brain's been turning it the other way it was great learning off and thinking like why is he doing that and just seeing the game from a different perspective, how to set up right? if they do that and then to then get the opportunity to go and work in with Robbie at Hearts mm-hmm. who similar defenders like killing space rather than stay him out you Aye. know so then all I said, you can understand when you come up against teams like this, you now I know why we no, personally maybe why I struggled in certain situations because they're actually intelligent defenders. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? People just think our oh, defenders just put their head on anything right. and kick people, but they they actually <laughs> see the whole the game me the game in a different a different way that like my it doesn't come natural to me. And probably still bits that have to continually work it and and things like that but i'm more confident in now telling if i'm working with full backs and center halves uh feeding the right information whereas when it's attacking and going forward they just uh, i find it more natural there mm-hmm. but two great guys that give youth an opportunity as well and mm-hmm. first team that was massive for me you know when i when i look at it now my coaching career i gave youth a chance at east for myself when i went in at falkirk I played 16 70 year old boys because finances also dictated it, you go to hearts, you know, and they had a good academy and players coming through, got the chances, Sam Nicholson, Billy Kings, Jamie Walkers, Callum Patterson's all coming through, Um, and I just felt, you know, as I said earlier about the conversation I had with Ross when Potsy moved on, maybe didn't see me as being as like a reserve sort of type manager working with youths, because I enjoy the first team environment, I enjoy that kick on a Saturday still, that if you get... Get beat, or you're winning games that fans, you know, they're still an edge to it. Aye. Uh, but as I say, you, you get your kick out of Pratt and to now become first team, hopefully, first team players of the future.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say one thing, I kind of noticed you worked at places with good facilities. Falkirk was Aye. always renowned for having good facilities, Harris so got out of Rickerton as well. I'm I lying if I know much about MK Don's, but I'm guessing they've well, got.
2: Go and like... go, go ask, because <laughs> <Go ask. laughs> that
1: was one of the major problems.
2: Was it? Ah, the training was terrible. Right. And we were promised... I
1: figured with
2: the ground and all that you'd have. ground's amazing. ground's amazing. We were promised that like, there was a training complex going to be getting built that it was in. And in about three weeks, four weeks maybe, into the job, you're told that they've been in that for a number of years. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that.
1: But, but then anyway.
2: that uh, sort of shows, I think it shows something about like, there's only so much. You can train players because you've got to play them for games. Mm-hmm. But any opportunity that Stephen had at Falkirk um, with the younger players, whether it be three players, four or five players, we put on a session for them because you're duty-bound to do that to try and progress him. at hearts were the very same. Obviously looking at first-team ones again, making sure they're not doing too much on their legs in the working week. But then the ones that weren't, if they were out of the team or whatever, making sure are sessions there that should they be asked to go and step into the first-team, they were ready, or the younger ones are getting educated in how to play the game. And at Dons, unfortunately, you know, it wasn't just the training ground. Or the training ground was, was was poor, but the other problem which we had to adjust to was he didn't get that much time in the training ground. I, so I, I actually enjoy being on the training field with players. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I, <laughs>
1: well, that's, that's your career today, Stevie. I would just we'll, we'll scoot through these. with just one or two kind of interview type questions. But your uh, greatest
0: achievement in football so far.
1: I'd have to see
2: a you know, play from Gurdjieff.
0: Famously, that game in the Faroe Islands. You were the only yeah. player to emerge with any I credit should, from that match. It's the one bit of my notes
2: that did miss out, aye. The, the, the Faroe I, it, coming on at half-time, but it's it's a horrible, it's, it's not an easy place to go, eh? So, listen, I went on at half-time and... Uh, Change the game. Change the game. Well, were, nah, like, the, well, the game changed
1: when you were but, on the fence anyway.
2: There was things said at half time as well with senior pros in there, which, you know, it wasn't just the case, say, probably a benefit because I'm the one that's seen as going on. Paul it was a different class at half time that day, what he said. And he was right. So, um, if that hadn't been said, you just wonder if. I'm not saying it was an exceptional performance, second half, mm-hmm. from us as a team, but a it, track, it, it needed to be said.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, but the. The gap between my first cat and my second cat was a bit frustrating. <laughs> and I scored on my debut in Japan. Oh, that's where right, they also yeah. it up. And it's weird because when you're asked, it's like I can mind it, it was my sister's 24th of May, sister's birthday, and you're getting your Scotland debut, albeit like it's an end of season competition. Played a Wee 1 2 with John Robertson. And I wish I could see a curled in the top corner or something, but it was basically, the defender's going to get there before me. Right. And I
1: just had this big toe punch, and it could have went anywhere <laughs> and ended up at the bottom. <laughs> oh, <man.
2: laughs> I'm have just scored for my country. One of the moments. So, nah, I always said as a young boy, that. that's what I'd say to my granddad. And I worked for, for Scotland. So, yeah. to, to have been able to achieve that, it's, it's something that I'm proud to, to say to people.
1: Do you think votes missed the trick? I remember he took control. And obviously it was a transitional time for Scotland, with Craig Brown leaving and all that. But he was talking with the Islands and all he ever said was, it's just a game we need to win. This doesn't really matter. And now you and Craig Brewster playing together, playing fantastically. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know Craig Brewster's 35. He's not a long-term solution to him like that. But if you're going on about, all oh, we need is a result in this game and we'll take it for there. Do you not think maybe be an idea to put the both of you in?
2: I'm not, seeing if- I don't want to come across like say, or oh, me and Brew had any divine right to start with Scotland. No, of definitely could have, at that time, played for, he could have been in the group. I remember def, I remember def, yeah. There. Because there. he was different type. have he, he's a different type. He, he was that comfortable at dealing with the ball. Would he have the legs at international level to be run? But he didn't really do it here. No. You know, but the boys trusted him. If they got the ball into him, he had the awareness to lay people in. He had shots for distance, so defenders couldn't back off him. And then if they got tight to him, he could play the weak defence splitting passes, you yeah. knew that if three or four years were making runs for him, he'd have a chance to find you. Right. So he definitely, you know, at that time, the, the one thing with Bertie is, and I'm not sitting up for him because I've got a number of caps under him, Bertie got slaughtered because he's saying, oh, he's giving a cap to every man and their dog just about, but neither had any experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. played in, like, quite a successful 21 side, the last team that got to a European semi-finals, and... Like you're lucky if any, I said, I think Christian Daly was one of the few that got the double figures, eh? like at that time. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody with experience in the Scotland setup when, mm-hmm. when Barry was here, other than maybe like your Paul Lambert that were still playing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Barry Ferguson was in and out of injuries and that. So, and even Barry never got the caps he probably should have eh, with Scotland. Um, so he sort of left with a, with a hard job, and you know, he, he was brave enough to take your McFadden's and he took them all away. And they got excellent caps, but then I tend to think that it was in the next managers that got the, the
0: yeah, best I got, out Yes, of them. I think there's a lot in that, yeah. Definitely. You know, Sorry.
2: It's, it's, cause it's, something, it's, it's, it's
0: kind of the fall guy. It's isn't sort of it, like, it?
2: you know, you look at, I look at Harry Redknapp's teams, he does brilliant, gets the best out of them, but Harry's very good at getting teams to play for him and giving them money. And then somebody comes in the back of Harry Redknapp and they're left to tidy up because you know, he spent all the, all the <laughs> cash. The Mourinho syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: all. That's... Uh, what was your best goal? Is there anyone that sticks out? Kind of alluded to the fact that it kind of takes a wee joggy or memory, but. Um... I
2: enjoyed one against Rangers here. Yes. And do you know something like people say, that football playing it through like phases of playing and everything like that. It was a goal with uh-huh. still he thumped it. Brewster, flick on, and then me timing my run to make sure I'm on side. And then, like, but that's one, that's a game with Drew. Was, I, had, I sort of had a similar relationship with Coyle when I was here in the first division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Albeit Coyley wasn't the same influence in there as what Craig was, but when Coyley got the ball, he knew he'd seen your runs. Yeah. So, like when Brew got the ball, you knew. So, like I knew that his body shape and everything. There was one way he was going to header that, and if he won that, then you're anticipating just stay on side, stay on side, but yeah. at a pace that you know you're going to get there before the goalie. So you know, for as much as it was a up the park header, one touch over the top, direct so, football, but there was a bit more going tr- on. There was a trust in it as well.
0: Eh? Yeah. I, it was. I mean, I mentioned that Arctic game before, but. I can't think of a better example of the, the telepathy between you two it mm. was incredible to watch you could mm. see you knew where you were you both knew where you were both going to be Th- like three moves it was, you mentioned chess earlier it was yeah. like planning a chess move Yeah. you could see it it was it, great it
2: was weird because I'd seen him do the same with Gordon Gale as a young boy playing at Rafe so I knew the type of player that he was mm-hmm. he wasn't blessed with being able to take people on he could turn he, he, in the main he was left footed so like when Craig, even if he turned that way, he, he had the vision that he could play things with the outside his foot or something. But it was a trust that he knew he was seeing you. Yeah. Whether it, if he held it up and he, he couldn't turn the boy and get him faced up, you he knew he'd show round the face him and things like that. But that was just something natural that, and even to be fair, you talk about that party game. I'm the one that's peeling it to the left. Mm-hmm. He's he's busting into the box because he had the trust in me. So it wasn't always. You know, all that, you never had the pace Oh man. yeah, you were both working off each other. It was... Our distances were always good, but that comes for the right service of the players that were giving us the, the ball as well to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
1: can see your most memorable goal, aside for the one at Plymouth for, for against <laughs> Jovo. <laughs> Would it be the cup final goal, or the first goal for Scotland? Or...
2: The Scotland one, because as I say, it was a dream. I can mind my, my granddad's. Who used to come and watch more through my underage in my early parts in my career. Um, but they, he'd been over at, a brother in Australia, we were 11, I was 11, 12 at the time. And he used to come down and sit in his car if it was battened in the rain because it was actually about 400 yards at Oakley the says. But he'd come back for this holiday and he was like, Right, that's it, we're all moving over to all, I can remember running routes because he had quite a big influence my granddad and the family, it wasn't like whatever he sees gets done, but. Aye. I used to go and stay there at the weekends if mum and dad were gone out and that, uh, and he had a snooker table upstairs. So I'd snooker on the Saturday night match of the day and then down playing football on Sunday. I can just remember I just took off and breaking my heart thinking, Mum and dad, if you agree to this. So I managed, Mum got me to compose myself and come down and, Why, you know what, he goes, it's brilliant. I want to play for Scotland, granddad. So <laughs> that was at that age now. How many boys maybe say that? but when it actually happened, they uh, You know, because he was he, they were serious about. They had six good weeks out there, and you know, so for to be able to go on and do that, and it meant a lot for for him to see me do it as well. Aye, that's it's mad, to you,
1: didn't it? As a fan you didn't see that, but you mm. know, you,
2: well, you t- forgets t- to realise t- it's a dream for no, everyone on there. The other one as well, right? And I'm just like because I'm quite, well, I'm quite emotional. And the feelings always drawn me back, no matter where I go. My whole all- went down the year, alright, I end up at Hibs, but, I'm fair man, I've, I just love the place, and I'm lucky. it I did have, I've lost grandparents that now, but, it always pulls me back, mm-hmm. it always pulls me back, but, you know, it's frightening that like, wherever football's tame me, the feeling that the club, I don't know if it's had an influence in me coming back, this time as well, mm-hmm. you know, but like, people don't see it, I, the National Anthem, you know, it bugs me when people say, God, look at him and Ryan, because how's he not singing? I couldn't sing the National Anthem. <laughs> Aye. In my head, I'm singing it. Aye. I'm pre- but I couldn't sing it because if I go to sing it, I'm gone. I'm, Aye. I'm emotionally going to go with what it means to me and my family. Yeah, right? yeah. So does that mean the boy that's belching it out beside me because he's singing it louder and prouder? <laughs>
1: Stephen Presley.
2: Stephen <laughs> 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 Because I didn't want to be the one Aye. beside him with the tears going no, down fan, my eyes. My fans didn't want to see that either. So. so it's
0: just, it was gathering yourself for the match because you had a job to go and do it. Absolutely. I think Stephen Presley was just remembering that time you nutmegged him and then belted uh, it in the bottom corner. Was, see on that, that, that though, right? And I love it
2: because people... I I'd love to put one over and see him be saying that, but we I never we never got a lot of joy against us. It was one of the teams that we always struggled. You know, and that goal on the day because we, we did we Three one that idea. game, it was great. goal really, was different class that day as well, but um, it's no one I tend to brag about in front of <laughs> him because I think he's got a book that he could
1: just open. were, it. and <laughs> it's happening. It's, it takes us nicely to. The next section, but we've got a, a couple of questions. But they were an abysmal team to play against and watch the Levines I cloggers, case. Mayberry the, and the Vries And the, 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 they just used to come and they figured if they failed for minute one, the ref would get bored of blowing his whistle. They knew the ugly side of the game. <laughs> oh, that's a nicer way to put it, Stephen. <laughs> for <us. laughs> they knew not to the like, game flow. I, I mean, it a sign of how far we'd come because I think, I think we beat Rangers. 2-0 And I think we beat Hearts The week after 2-1 I went mean, it home after it, I could enjoy that mm-hmm. I just, It's just like They just can't kill the game My dad's gone oh, on 2 one But Hearts We did not know the beat Hearts It's easy I think you oh, like, ah, watch that Everything And you've got Go cast away, And you just Didn't matter how well We are playing This new year And <laughs> something horrible it's Never happen, a good idea To go to cast. <laughs> no, normally Mark DeVries <laughs> uh, Who's but, the best player You ever played with? Uh, sometimes that changes with the mood But
2: <laughs> 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 played with. Barry used to get a lot of unnecessary stick because I thought the Barry Ferguson that played with Scotland and then the Barry Ferguson when you got playing with Van Brockhurst and Arthur Newman's of this world, he was allowed to be more forward thinking with that sort of player at Scotland. He's not playing in that sort of role. So, like. I always felt that Barry had an H T S game that some of us didn't. Half way hour away. I
1: thought. Um, I thought mind when we almost qualified for the Euros, but France and Italy in our group. Hmm. I thought Barry Ferguson was phenomenal yeah. during that spell for yeah. Scotland. Yeah. I I I, reckon, I mind arguing on that. the internet. I reckon he'd got enough. A, a Britain team at that time. No, I that thought it was too. fantastic. And you ended up think playing more
2: of a sort of holding. Aye. role where Barry actually had goals in him. If he yeah. had. I don't think we were blessed with personality play there, to tell you the truth. Um, but the other one was Russell Whitey. Right, that's fair running. enough. Right? <laughs> Russell did the best performance, and then we end up not being able to train at Hibs because of the weather, snow one day. So we end up indoors, and the wee man just decided not to try and like take the mickey, and he's. Fellow professionals, but he must have just said yesterday, "I'm going to show everybody how good I am." Mm. I've never seen a display like it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. He, he wasn't even moving the ball, and his body movement, and you were going that way, and he was not making you. your tracks people were trying to smash him and kick him, and the wee <laughs> man was just dragging it back and out and laughing as he was doing it. But it was phenomenal, honestly. It was phenomenal, and he was different. Class. He was, he was a great boy as well. He was a grounded lad, but no, definitely one of the best of. I played it.
1: what about you uh, the best player you played against?
2: I mind it. It's weird cause I always judge things on competitive football. Aye. But we played Arsenal out here.
0: Mm. Aye. And it's a different sport, aye.
2: But I can mind you playing and like is standing in front and Adams is marking you the other side for what I was used saying. I'm going, everybody thinks he's slow and like I'm trying to think right. I'll run into the channel to get him behind the fullback back and I'm running into him and I'm like a, at this I, I used to do that when it was my and that when I was like a young naive seventeen year old boy. They just had their distances and what I'm going. It's like a shield up How how am I going to get on the ball? Actually yeah. it was so but the best team and it's you not know, I can't say an individual was the French game. The French game that I played in Scotland when mm-hmm. we we got beat five. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. It was physically being beside them in the tunnel going out, they're absolutely just wrapped and they're huge. Aye. You're looking up, but apart from Lizarazou was the only one that you looked down on, but he was stocky. But that team that night, you had birthdays. I think it was Teran, uh, Leboeuf, Desai, Lizarazou, <laughs> Jorkiev, Karimbo maybe? Was he Perez, Henri Zidane. <laughs> I swear, honestly, there's one, there one ball in the first half that got played over the top, and I sort of ran through, I've had it with my left foot and dragged it well wide the post. But I was like, and I can mind it actually being on the part that night and thinking, oh my, I, I can't. It seems Stevie, a boy for Camden, has got the world champions, but they were playing like world champions. Aye, it wasn't a bit. I remember the game, man. And it's phenomenal to see them as athletes, how they were. Yeah.
1: To
2: be at that level,
1: and you know when you're talking about stages, a player being it, it was just like, wow. No. wow. No, I don't know. It's when you see great teams like the Arsenal one sticks out because you're actually watching them and think they're not actually doing it. Like you're talking about Russell, mm-hmm.
0: Russell
1: mm-hmm. they're not doing it like that with the ball. No. But they've always got it, and I, Vieira is the best player I've ever seen at East End because mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone. Yeah, you, you seem to always have the ball, but never have the ball, and that doesn't make any sense. I know, mm-hmm. but. He was always receiving it and before he you know, then be off to the next person, he'd be back. And then it, it just moved the ball, but so quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh Adams just looked colossal. Yeah. <laughs> he just it you know, he just looked like a phenomenal defender. I mean Arsenal had a, when you're talking about the French team, you reel off all the Arsenal players as well. Yeah. It was just a different sport. And we had a good side. Yeah. And it, it
2: was it was mainly it felt like mainly his voice. Yeah. That's. it? Wasn't it? was a na- great feeling. <laughs> Ian Ferguson would have taken that well.
1: Aye. It's like you know. Mind if talking about the air game? Just, just gone off piece again. I mind mean, sort of reading the interviews, after the Fergie, after the air game, didn't he take the hat cup feet well by <laughs> all <the time>. accounts. <laughs> no, Fergie just didn't like ways
2: and full stop. It's a good trait
1: to have. Uh, uh, so do you like? We spoke to John about this as well. Would you like a shot at top job in management again? Or do you think you're, you're more suited to sort of a coaching you know, role with youngsters or...? No, I have to have, I'm on my full
2: license and I'm not trying to hurry things up. I'm, I'm being patient and... but I've got a bit in me that wants to be more man again. Mm-hmm. I think I've been sensible in the way I've went about it. As I say, there's things people say, really you've only done the only experience has been East Fife but there were things I had to deal with there that I feel were for the better. It was like cutting things back and everything dealing with that side so it's not like I went to East Fife and was given stuff to go and spend and things like that and I'm not saying that becomes any easier because you still need to manage.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I've been fortunate to work with good people since then uh, that I've I've spoken about defensive aspects but also just hard workers about Try to put a structure in place at the clubs whether it be budgets with squads right down to first team reserves academy players Um, and try to create an atmosphere as a whole that everybody's in it together.
1: Grand. The next question is Daft, what can done for athletic achieve in the short term? We're all going to say we hope we get promotion but yeah. in, 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 in the long term what do you think's? what do you think is achievable for a club like ours? With, with the knowledge that, you know, we've got a structure where we're fan-owned and nobody's going any more than 10% of the club, so we're not going yeah. to get an a old magnate who mm-hmm. takes a liking for the parts to come in. So what, what do you think is realistic for the club to achieve?
2: I think with the fan base, I'm feeling, I and mean, the potential is, like, it should be challenging for top six and the and, and Premier. Small steps, and I see the club getting there. And I hope people then see that as being negative, That I'm thinking, well, quick fix and like bang, you throw something at it, you win promotion, come back down and then all of a sudden it takes years and years again to try and get back to where we are at the moment. It's building blocks you try to get there, but also not, you've got to have that excitement. So yes, Dunferno will be up there. The reality is, you've got Ranger Celtic, Aberdeen, that are going to have budgets way out, most in Scotland. Aye. Hearts and Mm -hmm. Hibs, then come into that. So I think... It's one spot. Now, it's not to say that six has got to be where you want to finish. No. You can have a season where... But the reality, I think, is you've then got to try and get in. And I think there's two splits in the Premier after that. I think, like, you've got a split at the bottom and then you've got... There's a group of them that have been there a number of years Mm -hmm. that are Mm -hmm. traditional. your St. Johnson's, Motherwell's and that. Dundee. Dundee United, I think, should be in there. And I think the family should be in Mm there. And that band where you're in any given season you could possibly find yourself in there but not to the detriment that you're going to end up possibly
1: finding yourself back in League One again yeah but I think we're as a fan base I think we're over quick fixes because we saw what happened before and the club you nearly know, disappeared mm-hmm. but I think all we want to ever see is win the Scottish Cup once in our lifetime <laughs> <laughs> and play in Europe every so often because speaking as a fan my best my best experience as a Pars fan except for maybe the The game itself is sometimes is is the is the two trips abroad Mm -hmm. to Iceland Mm -hmm. and Sweden. Mm -hmm. The fans are there, everyone's having a good time. Weather was brilliant both times as well. You know, you get the game. The cars are playing in in Europe. It's just this is fantastic, Mm -hmm. and then even the game, the Iceland game actually ended up fine. The 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 one in in Sweden was that was different. It was the second leg and we're out, but Mm -hmm. you get over that pretty quickly because it's a whole experience. We're never going to win a European. Trophy, we almost did back in the 60s, but mm-hmm. times have changed. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that's all fans want to see just to see us compete in the public, league, cup run every so often, maybe a European run. And it can happen. You see them in times St Johnson have been in Europe or Motherwell. Motherwell two cup finals last year, St Johnson won the cup recently. So it is, I guess, achievable. That is,
2: it's, it's be, I think that's been realistic, but it's a time scale that's going to allow us to get there from now to then. Yeah. Yeah. That's long and time. if we are consistently going to be, because You want to consistently, that's the word for me that's important, consistently competing in the Premiership. And from that, if you're consistently doing that, I think then you've got an opportunity in cup competitions for something to happen. But if you're not competing consistently in the Premiership, then the chances are that you're not going to be competing in cup competitions to later stages of competition. So it's just a timescale. hopefully we're up there challenging at the end of this season to to be in with the big boys next year.
1: Stephen, you've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so, thanks yeah, so much for that and thanks, thanks for so for much for your on. time. And uh just want to thank you, Jordan and of you, course. Michael. And until next time, I'm on the
0: pars. On the pars.